6.01, getting started on time, right on the dot. As they say, always leave them, leave them wanting more. That's not what it is. It's show up fashionably late. Is a minute late, fashionably late. Gentlemen, what's going on? What's happening? You're just trying to try to beat down my enthusiasm just to, enough to get through a show. I'll, I'll, beat, What's da- up with you, Brian, I'll beat down your enthusiasm. Who's that, bre- who's that breathing in the background? Somebody's infiltrated our show. I've, I've decided to hide my appearance for the show <laughs> to protect any contacts that I might have. This is really the, it's a witness protection program, okay? It's really the, I got to play this behind Sony closed doors. Introduction. And if they, if they know my identity, they'll kill me. I, I refuse to continue with this gag. We're starting the show. <laughs> This is PSVR Gamescast Live, where we film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday right here on YouTube without parole, live 6 p.m. Eastern for your viewing pleasure. Hey, and you know what? If you don't like your pleasure being viewed, you'd rather have it be heard? Yeah, I fucking like that. Let's go with that for the rest of time. You can go to podcast services of your choice and get this uh, on podcast services of your choice. We're not going to keep that part because that part didn't go as well as the first part uh, in MP3 format. Thanks to our good friend over there. Jay, meow. And if you're watching this live and you're like, where are the timestamps? Come on, we don't know what's happening live, but if you want to watch it after the fact, don't worry. Be happy because Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry puts that shit into the description a few hours after the show is over. Uh, my name is Brian Paul from this channel right here, PSVR Without Parole, and the gentleman to my right, the far right-hand side of the screen, our normal West Day co-host is Wes Dillon from Virtual Strangers. How's it going, sir? It is going uh, better than yesterday, I would say. <laughs> This much better than yesterday. Right. Uh, a little bit of disappointment yesterday with the state of play, but we'll get into that in just a second. Uh, joining us for this very special occasion, uh, in the middle of the screen is AJ from the Underground PSVR Underground. What is up, Brian? What is up, Wes? What is up, Game Cats? Happy West Day. Happy PSVR 2 News Day. Lots of shit to talk about. I'm super excited. Are you Ready for coffee. Yes, I am. Thank you. <laughs> I'll get a couple tips to get out of the way. First and foremost, starting with... I know it's Jamie Meow. There it is with the $5 tip. says, my nips are so hard right now. It's, you know, it's it, you got to know just where to touch him. And I know just where to touch Jamie Meow. It's under the chin right here. He likes it when you scratch him like this. It's adorable. Uh, also, we got Looper the Underground Game Cat Rare with the five euros says, you deserve to be invited uh, much more than all of those media. That's not true, but thank you so much for saying so. I want, as I tweeted this before, I just want to be very, very clear. There were no surprises today from anyone on this panel uh, or anyone that's ever been on this panel, I can guarantee you, uh, because as much as we love PSVR, as much as we're out there uh, beating the drum day in, day out for the last six years, it doesn't change the fact that 80,000 subscribers is 80,000 subscribers. You guys are loyal as all fuck, and I love you so much. But when you're a big corporation, a multi-billion dollar corporation, you look out there and you say, what kind of coverage can we get? You know, we're going to invite 10 people to this event. I don't think without parole with 80,000 followers falls on that list. So no surprises from our end, but we absolutely appreciate all the love coming from you guys today. It means so much. I, I kind of teared up a little bit. Not going to lie. Oh, right. yeah. Um, 
so guys, uh, we kind of we kind of prefaced this at the beginning uh, at the beginning of the show. Where we kind of mentioned it. Um, yesterday wasn't great, right? We we had a state of play. Uh, some people were like, oh, it was a decent show. And some people were like, this was fucking hot trash. Uh, and I think I fell into the more of the hot trash side of things. Uh, and it was because I was there for, I was there for PSVR two content. You say, Hey, Brian is going to be PSVR two content. I show up and I'm like, what's the PSVR two content going to be? Uh, and then it turned out to be two games that we had, we were already familiar with, uh, that had been on other headsets. Um, and I think that if we had taken some time after the show, uh, and gone over to the PlayStation blog and read through those articles uh, detailing what the enhancements were and how they were going to change things for PSVR 2, I think we would have left on a little bit of a higher note. Don't you guys agree? Yeah, well, I mean, this is a story as old as, as time, man. We do the same thing every time. We let our expectations lead us to speculate mm-hmm. blindly, and then reality never meets our speculation, and we always walk away disappointed. Even, Even... I mean, we kind of prefaced yesterday's show with how great the state of play in June was. Even walking away from that, I, I, I had wanted more. You know, it was better than the one yesterday, sure. But uh, we do this every time, and we never, ever learn. <laughs> well, hold on. It's hard, hold man. It, is, sorry to interrupt, AJ, especially since I just posed the question and, and not giving you a chance to answer it yet. But this is kind of Sony's okay. fault, right? Yes, we don't learn, but but the, like you said, the last state of play killed it. If it was, if, if state of plays were generally games that, oh, hey, it's another Tekken game. We expected that. Or another, you know, like a, a single A game, but not a whole lot of double A. If it was, if, if they could just keep that message clear and keep the same message with state of play, instead of going, this heavily rumored game, uh, is finally getting revealed, Resident Evil 4, and then throw PSVR 2 support for it. It's like, it's like, this isn't a state of play? Like, you start confusing the message about what we should expect during state of plays. And, and so I don't take full responsibility for my disappointment yesterday. I think Sony deserves a little of the blame. Right, AJ? Um, See, I'm letting you talk now. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you, Brian. You're um, very welcome. It, it's, a, it's a mixture of things. On it, obviously, there's a, there's a little bit of an inconsistency with these showcases. Last time, we went in with low expectations, and I personally had my mind blown uh, by the announcements, by the five games that were shown. Um, and this time, yeah, I went into with with low expectations again, but there was that thing in my head saying, you know, this is a celebration, this is a, a state of play event, this is PSVR 2 on getting some spotlight. Um, and and there was also the thought of the surprise of last time that that was huge. So while I tried, it's it's hard to you know we're all human and and we can only you know we we're not invincible to anything. So um, that being said, what I do want to clear up is that the two games shown yesterday uh, I am excited about, and I do think they look uh, pretty great. Um, one of them we actually got some more info on today that we'll we'll talk more about, but. Um, especially in particular Demio. So it was an unfortunate kind of situation that I think uh, overshadowed that these are two potentially great titles coming to PlayStation VR 2. Um, and, you know, I, I hope to clear that up a little bit more today. Yeah, agreed. Very wholeheartedly. Uh, Darth Vader with the $2 tip says, screw what I said yesterday, I'm getting it. Um, I think, yeah, I think, I think, I think it was easy for people to get down yesterday. I think it was easy for people to be excited today. Uh, the, the ebbs and flows of the Sony marketing team, uh, we, we're rolling with them. And, uh, and, and so we're going to have good days and we're going to have bad days. Uh, but it's tough. It gets tough when you have to wait two months or something for information and they, you know. 
or a year (laughs) years even uh we've just we've been through a lot man and we've we've really uh we've been through a lot we've we've been through some really tough times and i'm just happy to say that it finally feels like next gen is almost here or here if not already yeah. Uh, look for the underground game cap with the five euros says upload VR has 85,000 subs and they were still invited to do this ridiculous review. Uh, yeah, they, they're a publication website though. They're not a YouTube channel really. Right. I mean, YouTube's a small part of what they do. There's a lot of media outlets and they have like documented, like legal ties to these kinds of things. Like, so legal they're ties. entitled to, they have like in, they're entitled to these through legal, you know, they're, documents. They're legally whatever. obligated to Listen, man, show I'm up at Sony events and then shit all over them. Uh, this has been yes. this is their legal obligation. Uh, that's everything. Yes. That's everything I've learned about upload over the last six years. Um, but let's get to today's event, guys. Today, today woke up and we we found out that uh, a lot of great shit went down. Uh, that obviously quite a few different publications, quite a few different outlets, quite a few YouTubers were invited to uh, go to the Sony offices and play four different PSVR two games, uh, and try the hardware for themselves, go hands on with the controllers, heads on with the headset, uh, and really experience this. And this is the first time uh, amazing and amazingly perfectly timed, I think, uh, for this embargo to go up, right? Because this stuff was going to be coming out of TGS later this week anyway, from people just on the show floor, right? And so how perfect is this? Right. right? So, uh, so tying this in with yesterday's state of play, Wes, do you think this was a good move by Sony? Do you think this was the the right way to do this? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, it would have been better if it were uh, concurrent on the same day or maybe a day ahead, so that we didn't have this kind of roller coaster of emotions for us enthusiasts. But we have to keep in mind, and you can tell it by the people who were at this event, it's not for us enthusiasts that they're trying to gain the attention of the mainstream, yeah. and they certainly did a good job of that. Yeah, they did. They did. And, and that's, you know, I think that kind of answers some of my initial questions when I look at the people who are writing about this, who are who, who, who we saw talking about it. Uh, one of the first ones I saw today when, when I woke up and, and my phone was, I mean, literally, I've never seen so many notifications on my phone simultaneously uh, as I had as the, then when like the Wipeout VR patch went live at like 3 a.m. that day. Uh, I was like, I guess I'm not sleeping tonight. Uh the first video I went to, I was like, well, let's just start with the big guys, you know, and we'll see what we'll see what the mainstream media's impressions of this thing are. I went to IGN first, just Oof. because, right? And uh, it certainly was the... God, what, what's the... kind what's, of what you would expect. <laughs> it's kind of what it's, you'd expect. It's sadly, sadly what you would have expected. I... I, yeah, I was not certain about this. I didn't, like, I didn't, like, like hate it or anything, Um but I do feel like of all the coverage, of course, the biggest outlet has like probably the worst coverage out of everyone else. Uh, I felt like the rest of everybody actually did a really good job. Uh, you know, criticism or no criticism. I'm not here to 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 blindly defend the thing. Um, but some of their criticism I thought was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And, I, I you know, in particular, um, they're talking they're talking about features it doesn't have. Uh, as a negative, like talking about how it doesn't have built-in speakers 
for like spatial audio like built into the headset so you don't they're like oh you have to use your tv i'm like who the hell uses a tv with vr use headphones man i've always used headphones uh when i play vr that's like my number one rule and and for them to talk about that i was just like ugh, like this is so typical ign um but anyways other than that it was still okay it was definitely the weakest of all the coverage it wasn't that great yeah, but Wes, did you check out uh, Bo Moore's coverage over on IGN? I, I did, and I wasn't too impressed with the uh, the overall, you know, PSVR two review video they did. Uh, I noticed a lot of the same things that uh, AJ did. They even had footage of him playing without the headphones. Like God, what? A, how does IGN not have a dedicated VR guy by now? Come on, guys. Um, but you know, they after did. That, I, they just keep leaving. <laughs> Jonathan Dornbush right. left, so he was he was gonna be the guy. Did he leave? But because uh, he was he their PlayStation IGN. guy. Huh? Yeah, he left IGN. Crazy, good good for you, Jonathan. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> he deserves better. Uh, but I watch also watch. They did another video that was more focused on uh, the Horizon game, yeah. and actually there was more useful information about the headset in that video. I felt like than the actual video. Um, you know, that was about the headset. So I, I thought the horizon video was okay. I wasn't overly impressed with the, uh, the overall review video. Uh, I, I'm, I sort of combine these into one. Uh, what, what did you learn about the headset from watching uh, Bo's video on IGN? You, you know, it's all kind of blurred together. I've watched so <laughs> many of these in such a short amount of time. And I was yeah. texting through the whole thing with people, you know, getting, you know, DMS from, this person and that person, I, I, I really couldn't tell you what I learned from this one versus that one. There are a few tidbits that I can attribute to certain videos throughout the day, but it, you know, it all kind of blurs together in my head when I think back to it. Yeah. It's understandable. Um, when I was watching Bo Moore, uh, I, like I said, it was the first video I saw from, saw today and I wasn't terribly impressed. In fact, I was really worried. Uh, it's, it sort of set a bar for me for the rest of the day going, man, are the rest of the videos I watched today going to be this lukewarm? Like he seemed excited to an extent, but he, he just kind of didn't want to be there, I guess. <laughs> it was it's a little, little short and, and kind of quick and didn't really, th- this was my number one criticism of, of their review was that like, I felt like I listened to it through it and like, I didn't learn a single thing. And that, and like, I'm watching these, you know, you want to hear first impressions, you want to hear details, you want to hear what it felt like, what the experience was like, and everything he kind of just brushed over. Like when he's talking about haptics and stuff, he's like, yeah, the controllers vibrated a little. And, but I was like, "Uh, okay, I don't get it, but it's fine. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you're missing the point, man. Like there was a moment when he said, "Oh, and the tall neck was walking over me," and I don't know. I assume that there was some kind of feedback, some kind of haptics in the headset. And I was like, "What do you mean? Do you assume <laughs> like you? I I would I I assume that if you go in to test to be one of the very first people to ever play this thing, that y- you are well versed in all the new features, and that you are paying close attention to what the adaptive triggers feel like. You're paying close attention to what the haptics in the headset add right. or or remove from the immersion, and uh, and and he sort of just he, he kept saying uh with his uh interview with mike Medi- uh was it mike medina after the fact um he kept saying like oh i could take the haptics or leave them but then he at the same time he was like oh i wasn't really paying attention to them and so for, right. for me it was one of the things where it's like it could be the small addition that is so subtle that you don't know that you really appreciated it until it's gone right i don't know if you guys remember um i, I remember back when 
uh, they added rumble to the PlayStation one controller, the dual shot, the original dual shock. And I, so I still had an original PlayStation one controller and one dual shock for ape escape. Um, and I remember going back to the original controller after, except like, Oh, whatever vibration, who the hell cares? It's just rumble. And then I went back to the OG controller and was like, Oh wow, there, there really is a huge difference here. And, and I'm, I'm not sure if I can ever go back. And, I, and to me, it seemed like one of those things that he was just brushing off, uh, and maybe not giving it credit deserves again, like you said, AJ, not here to just blindly defend PSVR two, but it seemed like right. he wasn't. He didn't even fucking care about the thing he was. I reviewing. just wanted to learn something, man. I wanted to learn something, and I didn't learn anything. Yeah, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because now that I think about it, now hearing you guys talk about it, one of the things that really stuck out to me about this uh, specific video was that I had just watched a couple videos in a row that were just raving about the adaptive triggers in using the combat. In, in Horizon, right? right? It's, it's an archery-based game. Uh, people are talking about how uh, much more immersive it is to have that resistance when you pull the string back. But when this guy talked about it, he, he acted like he didn't even notice that there was any haptics at all during that. He like, was wasn't pretty, sure. He like wasn't yeah. sure about it. He's like, I think it rumbled some. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it kind of blew me away. I remember yelling at my, my screen, uh, particularly <laughs> during that one uh, sequence. This is this this well, is luckily. this is the reason why we ask, or, or why the, we just are begging big media outlets like IGN to have a dedicated VR staff or team or person at this point that they can send to these events and actually really understand what they're there to see, what they're there to test out, and and how big of a difference things will things are from the way they currently are. Uh, I don't I don't think he was again well versed in what he was even there to be doing, and that's that's no shade on Bo Moore at all. Um, I just think that it's a failing on IGN's part, to be honest with you. Sirens on my end. Yeah. If you're not a VR guy, you're not a VR guy, but you shouldn't be at a VR event if you're not a VR guy. Oh, well. Right. Luckily, there was a lot more coverage than that. Isn't that right? That's right. Absolutely. Are you trying to move us along, AJ? <laughs> <laughs> In the most obvious segue of all time. Uh, yeah, actually, um, I'd, I'd actually like to go uh, to an article real quick. Uh, we're not, not going to be reading all these articles. In fact, I've generally stayed focused on the places that, own, that did videos today, uh, and I ignored most of the articles. I don't know if that's what you guys did, too. Am I right on that? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I, so, read a couple, I got a couple articles. Though. So one of the exceptions is actually uh, over on Game Informer. Uh, is it Andrew Rainier? I believe uh, he's been around Game Informer forever. Uh, the quote, his quote that really stuck out to me over there on Game Informer was, "This is one of the nicest screens out there, rivaling HTC Vive's uh, HTC Vive Two's two four four eight by I don't know numbers two four four eight per eye resolution. That headset retails for roughly eight hundred dollars. We still don't know what the price for PSVR two will go for, but my time with this impressive hardware makes me think it'll be expensive." Every aspect of the PlayStation VR 2 feels genuinely high-end, which is, again, we don't need to read the entire article, but because I feel like that right there is, is, is enough. Uh, d- did today's coverage make you guys think that we might be looking at an expensive headset, uh, something a little bit more costly than even the 4 or at high-end 500 we were expecting? Um, I... You know, if I didn't know better, sure. Like, pretty much it was unanimous uh, of all, you know, from all the coverage I took in the day that everyone's saying that this is the best experience that they've ever had, that it feels very high end. I mean, everything down to like the ergonomics, everything just was nearly perfect, Uh, nearly perfect. There were a couple of negative uh, points, but most of them, uh, you know, exceedingly positive. 
if I didn't know better, sure that this seems like an eight hundred to a thousand dollar headset based on you know the, the the level of quality of the components and the spec sheet. But we all know it, it can't be that much. Sony will take a loss before they charge eight hundred dollars for a headset. Uh, you know, I, I I wouldn't be like floored if it were six hundred dollars, uh, but I don't expect that. You know. No, I'm still between the 400 and 500 range. The only difference is I was sure a long time ago that it was going to be 400. And now, uh, after, you know, a, a lot of the price hikes, inflations here and there, um, you know, this new, uh, kind of more conservative business mentality movement from Sony, uh, I'm like, well, I wouldn't be surprised if it's 500 now. I still am, I still think it's going to be 400. Um, to be if they you know to be the most competitive as possible that being said don't tell sony this <laughs> but after today i was kind of like i don't give a shit i'm buying it <laughs> like like i don't care uh of course this is kind of like a cap at 500 but i was like i will do whatever i need to do to get one now <laughs> i mean i would have anyway but this just solidified it even more yep agreed agreed uh and and yeah i do i, I do feel like um for a while, I was thinking there's no way it's going to be more than 400. But after today, I do I do think we could see this at 500. dollars um, But you know, I think all of us are buying it anyway. So, like you said, uh, real quick here, uh, the Fenner with the five dollar tip says PSVR two so beautiful. I literally teared up seeing it. That's that's cool. Yeah. Um, Kill Artist One, the Dreamweaver GameCat with the five dollar tip says the first and best one so far that I watched was the one from Eurogamer. Absolutely agree with that statement, uh, Eurogamer. Uh, if you guys haven't watched, honestly, we're going to cover everything that Ian Higton at Eurogamer said anyway. But honestly, like, just if you got forty-five minutes free, uh, this is the one I tweeted about this morning after seeing it. I was like, this is just so fucking well done, uh, and, and his enthusiasm is contagious, and he answers all the questions and talks about all the things that real VR gamers want to know and talk about. Uh, and so that's my favorite one by far. Uh, so I, I yeah. Completely agree. I mean, watching all these, that was, I think, the second one I watched as I was driving to work. Uh, I watched like the IGN one and I was like, ugh. And then I put on the Eurogamer one. And man, you can tell. I mean, we, we, you've had a relationship, a good, you know, uh, like relationship with Ian for a long time. And he's, he's always been a really, really nice guy. He's always been really professional, uh, really, uh, great personality. Uh, but, he, but the way that he did his little breakdown, I mean, it was it was just like what like listening to a kid who was like in a candy store just talking about all these things the same feeling it was really relatable uh to me and and he also did a full 40 plus minute breakdown and he really took his time you can tell with with uh, with all the other comparing to all the other ones he really takes his time with every single moment he could he would just explore and and have fun with it and you know, he's talking about throwing the clips up, and and he called them clippy flippies or something. Okay, okay. Where, keeps where it, keeps them uppies. Keeps them uppies. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. like whatever that. it was was just adorable. <laughs> I was like, do you guys say that? In, does everybody say that in England? That's crazy. I, yeah, and he's talking about you know he's drawing a penis on a cave <laughs> right. with the with with the with the brushes and stuff. But it's just, but all he also answered a lot of little tiny questions that we had like i said you watch these videos you want information you want to know certain you want to have certain questions answered and he answered i think the most out of anybody and just seemed like he was having such a blast doing it so uh beanie off to you sir uh that was great 
Yeah, it was extremely well done. By the time I found that one, I I was already six or seven deep into these things and was about done. And then I roll up on this 45-minute video, and I'm like, oh, man, uh, that's going to have a lot of info in it. And it did. I mean, like, yeah. even down to, like, taking the camera all around the headset and letting us get a look at every little piece of real estate on it so we could see where all the buttons were. He explained every one of them. Like, literally every bit of information that he could have gleaned out of this visit, he put into this video. And, uh, you know, I was kind of wondering at this point, you know, I, I'd started with VR Oasis, which was at the, you know, up until the Eurogamer was the only uh, the only media source that I could tell had somebody who knew what they were talking about right. with regards to VR. So I was kind of wondering, is this just going to be another media guy who doesn't really play VR all that much? And then he referenced, during the Village segment, he referenced the Prey Dog mod and his experience in that. So and then I knew. Yep. Th then I knew this was a VR guy, and his opinion actually meant something. And, uh, yeah, I, I was beyond impressed with this one. And if you only watch one, this needs to be the one that you watch. Hey, uh, Wes, can you, if you remember, can can you detail, uh, do you remember what he said the differences were between the official PlayStation VR 2 version of Village and the Prey Dog mod? Because if you can kind of like elaborate on that a little bit, I need to go pour myself a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. No, no, basically he said what we all knew, that the Prey Dog mod is amazing. It, it, it's it's great. It has, a, you know, a dedicated motion controls modded right into the game. It feels in many ways like a native VR game, but he basically went on to say that the PSVR 2 version of Village was significantly better in every way. It's much more crisp graphically. Uh, you know, the, the, the interactions with the motion controllers were much more rich, not only because of the, you know, the haptics and the new features built into the headset, but the in-game physics were built for VR. And that's kind of when he, uh, mentioned the keep them up sees or whatever he called it. By the way, I'm coming for that record. Three, I'm definitely <laughs> going to get four. Um, but, uh, yeah, both, yeah, both him and, uh, uh, Oasis, VR Oasis, Mike over there, um, talked about, they compared, you know, their experience very much to high end PC VR gaming. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone, I mean, it was unanimous. Even people who just kind of were, have played some VR people who have valve index, which I don't, by the way, I play on a, a reverb G2, even people with index for the most part said that this is a new level for VR. And that's kind of the big takeaway uh, of the day. And we all knew it would be, right? Like, we knew it would be. It's just kind of nice to have that affirmation now that everything that we thought this headset was going to be, apparently it is. So now there's no more speculation on that end. We know now. Yeah, the, I think the number one thing um, that we learned, by the way, they both, uh, Ian and Oasis, again, they, they had one thing that they both, like, didn't just point out, but they like really pointed this out uh, that how well the headset blocks light. Mm -hmm. um, they yeah. were talking about when you put it on the way that the, the rubber facing or whatever, um, they said that like, you know, even with PSVR sometimes that like a tiny bit of light would bleed through. And that's that's one of the things I loved about Ian's coverage is he plays a shit ton of PSVR. He's very experienced with it. So he was able to make comparisons for Everybody, people that don't play VR, people that do play VR, people that played PSVR. Um, and that's one thing I really, really appreciate it, as well as the, the lengthy, detailed uh, walkthrough. But um, uh, there was something else I was going to say, and I totally forgot. But you're absolutely right. That's one of the things that really stuck out to me today. Info that we didn't already know 
Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just how good the face gasket is on this thing. Although I don't know how happy I am about that. I guess it's cool because uh, apparently the, uh, the, the pass through mode or see through mode is pretty awesome on this thing. Yeah. Uh, but I always kind of liked having that little bit of uh, space down there so I could grab a controller or a drink or whatever. I guess we don't need it anymore though. Well, I guess I, I remember what I was going to say. And, um, the one thing that I noticed from all of the reviews, if there was one thing that was like unanimous between every single one is they all talked about, and speaking of high end PC gaming is the graphical fidelity of the headset and the games. They, not a single person didn't like every single one was just gushing about the, the visual quality of, of the headset. Yeah, Brian, did you catch the uh, the, the interview on uh, Kind of Funny? Uh, with uh, Tamor Hussein? Yeah, the guy from uh, GameSpot. I don't know what his name is. I, I did catch that one. Yeah, I kind of I, yeah. I actually ended up skipping through that one quite a bit because it was uh, it was definitely on the long side and they weren't showing gameplay footage. There was nothing cut into it, and so it was just like you know three people talking. But I did watch his entire thing on on GameSpot. Uh, although I heard he elaborated quite a bit on the Kind of Funny show. Yeah, the big takeaway for me out of coming out of that one is is he's basically putting it out there and saying this is console quality VR for the first time ever. Like right. this look th- these games don't look like like the Horizon game don't look like a, a Horizon VR game. It looks like a Horizon game on PS5. And right. again, this is something we've been speculating about that it's nice to have confirmation of that these games they th- they even mentioned the Star Wars game which is a quest port. But apparently these games look like legitimate console quality, modern generation uh, flat games. And that's what we've wanted. We've wanted console quality gaming forever. And that's one of the things that uh, was leaked from the Dev Summit uh, in August. And yeah, so it's it's great to hear. And Tamor also had uh, an amazing quote that I can't wait to share once we get to him. I think I think we're on him. <laughs> well, <laughs> well then, he. So I I I changed this up just a tiny bit, but this is basically what he said. Yeah, he said from his experience with Horizon Call of the Mountain because I thought he I've always I've actually ever since he joined, kind of funny uh, is kind of where I like knew more about who he was, and and he's been really really great. Uh, not only a, a great journalist but a great entertainer as well. But he said. Horizon Call of the Mountain felt like an amalgamation of all the kinds of VR experiences we're used to having in car- in car- uh, where VR experience we're used to having in car- car- compartmentalized ways. I'm sorry, uh, all squished into one, and it works perfectly. And he's talking about how Horizon uh, Call of the Mountain. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't speak today. Um, A great guest host. How. It, 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 uh, it, uh, he was talking about how, like, basically his experience with Horizon Call of the Mountain was that, you know, we generally, whenever we've experienced VR games, it's always felt like a kind of one note experience Mm -hmm. many, many times. Not for every game, obviously. But he was just, the way he was describing it was that it's just, everything you can imagine he was talking about like from combat to to sightseeing to um all sorts of things the there's so many different experiences mixed in one uh and and that that quote i even quoted him on twitter there because i was like that is just the greatest thing to hear is that the way because i'm getting not only info about the headset but the game as well we've learned a lot of details about horizon call of the mountain today 
yeah, if we're, if we're on to more than I've got two quotes that basically flesh out some of what you just said. Uh, he said, everything I'm seeing in front of me is super high res. None of the kind of telltale signs that this is a VR game are here. Uh, I can't see cut corners. What I'm seeing looks like a horizon game top to bottom, uh, which is this. I mean, there's obviously a couple of different ways to take that, right? It, that a, it's a fucking beautiful game, but it, there's also a part of us that have to go, well, it's also not an open world game. Right. And so while it's not a true horizon game, it's like, is this how they made it happen? But you know, it's like trying to read negative things into a, such a positive statement seems a little, uh, counterproductive. Um, and then when he talked about Galaxy Edge, Galaxy's Edge, uh, in terms of graphics, he said it feels on par with console experiences that I'm having. Um, and so he is, yeah, he's right there, man. He is absolutely saying that this is this is the huge step forward. This is this isn't the this isn't the Quest One, the Quest Two, or the uh, or or the even the PS2 to PS3 uh, jump in generations. We're, we're we're literally going from PS2 to PS5, or at least PS2 and a half to PS5 right now. Finally, we're going to have VR games that put it all together, right? That, right. That, that, that don't just have one or two things that they get right, but get everything right. Yeah. Now, guys, that's going to be something we, that evolves to for sure. Um, I'm going to read a couple tips, but uh, I want you guys to think about this uh, while I'm doing that. There's not not all the news today was like mind blowing. It was like today was a great day to celebrate. I mean, you know, whatever PSVR two uh, is going to bring to us, but it, but I think it also it also brought home a couple of concerns for me personally uh, that I don't know, maybe maybe once I air them, uh, they'll the severity of them will will come to light. But we'll we'll talk about them. Uh, Trying but, hard to get that job at IGN, huh? <laughs> uh, upload actually is hiring. Uh, Waleed is now a GameCat, specifically White Tiger with the Canadian two dollar tip says, "Happy to see all you guys. Thank you. We're happy to see all you guys too." Uh, Ultimate Carnage, the GameCat with the four and a half quid says. What did you learn? Oh, I'm sorry. This was back when we were talking about Bo Moore from IGN. He says, what you learned is that his hands get tired after 20 minutes. The poor little bugger. Yeah. We all need to pray they got better. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, he was complaining. He was complaining about having um, to, to hold the grip button and to hold, uh, to, 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 to hold things, yeah. which is what you do in real life and what you do <laughs> in most modern VR games. Like, and, and for what it's worth... Most games have a, an option for that. You can toggle it off if you would rather just press it to hold. Most games have that, and I'm sure whatever game he was referring to probably has that option as well. Yeah. We, we all know it wouldn't be the first time IGN complained about things that you could find in the options, uh, right? Borderlands 2 VR comes to mind so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Arian's got two tips for us uh, with 35 Cubics Arconia saying, "What uh, were there any shots from any of the videos where we could see that the cable was easily replaceable? If so, please say which video and the time stamp. I know, I know that there. It seemed like Sony was uh, telling people where they, what they, what at what angles they could shoot from and and how to avoid certain things. This was one of the things that they seemed to avoid, but I do recall seeing a video." that had an angle that none of the other ones did. Uh, so let, let me, let me try to figure that out and I'll get back to you. Um, While you figure that out, um, two things. <clears throat> Number one, one of my favorite things that, that Tamar Hussein said as well was uh, that, they, and this wasn't just him. This was a couple people. I don't know if you caught this, but there was a couple people out there that said that the experience was so real that they were, kind of sometimes forgetting that they were in a game yeah. like he was talking about getting vertigo uh or like everybody talks about horizon call of the mountain there's lots of climbing in this game and how they look down and they get this like 
really dizzy feeling, especially if they have a fear of heights. Yep. A siren's on Brian's end. Thank you. Um, but uh, but so uh, John. The other thing is John Riggs is actually in the chat today. Hello, Mister Riggs. How are you? He says I need well, stuff like do my glasses fit or or uh, will he have to get prescription lenses? Well, sir, you came to the right place because I've got your answer right here. I believe it was CNET. Um, who also did a video, a very, a pretty decent video actually, uh, talked about, you know, a lot of people talked about how the headset was lighter, mm-hmm. uh, that, that they were surprised that it was lighter. Um, that's one of the benefits of it being wired. Um, some people, everybody actually pretty much said it was lighter. Some people maybe said it was smaller. Obviously, maybe they just don't remember because it's probably similar uh, to the PSVR 1. But uh, one of the guys did mention that he wears big, bulky glasses and that they fit in the headset just fine. Nice. So, good there. Yeah, I recall hearing that as well. I found it interesting, to be honest. Uh, because this thing looks like it fits just like a regular, like the old PSVR one. The form factor looks nearly identical to me. So. Yeah, it was actually interesting that um, was it, it was Mike from the VR Oasis uh, saying that he's, he felt like his IPD was actually smaller than most. Uh, and so he says he's really going to have to screw with the headset when he gets one of his own uh, in order to check it out um, because um, because he said I think he said that because, because of the way he has to place it on his face, the lenses actually touched the side of his nose, which I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like that's actually that's never, ever, ever been a problem for me. And I'm, and I'm kind of curious to know if that was a problem he had with the original PSVR one headset, just like, you know, little, little notes that different, different uh, people kind of added into their videos where I was like, huh, you know, just things that you wouldn't have thought of otherwise. Um, Well, you know, as someone who uses a lot of uh, different headsets uh, regularly, they they all sit on your head kind of differently mm -hmm. and it takes a little while to kind of get used to, to the way you're supposed to wear one. So that, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, it doesn't shock me. Like, I, I would imagine that this problem could be pretty easily taken care of by just lifting it up a little bit and tightening it, tightening it down. But, again, I, I've, I haven't had it on my face, and he is an experienced VR user. So uh, I guess we won't know until we have the thing, right? For sure. Uh, Arian's other tip, by the way, uh, just to kind of cap this off, with another cubic zirconia 35 I said that backwards. Uh, do you think that eye tracking will be saved per user profile? If so, French try it on, then it's best to switch user profiles. That's interesting. Um, I mean, I think per we... user profile, like per PS5 user profile, yes, I would think so. Um, but they actually did. You, uh, did you, Brian? Did you hear about the uh, the calibration method? No. Wes, did you hear about the eye tracking calibration method? I did hear about it, and I was rather impressed with it. Um, apparently, they have, have a really quick thing that the, the calibration thing that they uh, have you do to set it up, and then to verify that it's working correctly, they have like a grid of points that you kind of look around at, and in real time, you can see them change color as you're looking at them. That, that's how you know that it's working. And there's like I think they I said this. there was a. Uh, like an on-screen representation of your eyes, and when you blink, it blinks, that sort of thing. There is also um, uh, something to help with uh, getting the IPD adjustment, and that is, so we know that there's the the dial and everything on there. You can also, like, you know, adjust the the width between them. Uh, but somebody had mentioned that there's actually, like a, like, a cartoon figure kind of thing, and it's got the eyes and you have to move the headset around and it kind of assists you. And when your eyes are lined up, the eyes turn green. 
Um, so there is kind of like an assisted eye calibration method there that makes that easier. And uh, somebody was talking about how that they really like that as a kind of um, just quality of life feature. Yeah, nice. It does seem it does seem like it's not going to be nearly as big of a problem though. Obviously, we get the slider this time. We get the little dial right here. Boom, 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 boom. I, I feel like you know the first time you ever put a PSVR one headset on, I was like, I was like I put it on, and I was like, oh no, and I kind of adjusted it this way, and then adjusted it that way, and then kind of like lifted it up, and and I was like, and I felt like it took me a couple minutes every single time I put it on to to sort of get where it needed to rest on my face, uh, and then you know fast forward however much time and it's one of those boom, okay let's go done like i just you just you just know instinctively like where it goes and how to do it so i think this is going to be one of those things too where it's like okay you throw it on it might take a couple seconds when you first put it on to to get used to it and then and then the dial like real quick it's like okay there it is perfect done let's move on let's play a game um the, everything here seems super convenient um i think we got one more tip before we move on you guys and that is from GB, <laughs> it just keeps the name just keeps getting more and more abbreviated GB! every single time with the two dollar tips. It's toot toot. <clears throat> My voice cracked when I tried to do it. Train Getting whistle. That tip train going. Thank you so much, sir. Genetic blasphemy. We know who you are. Uh, so before uh, before I had read uh, some of those tips, I, I had asked you guys, hey, were there anything today concern you? And this will just be a slight detour here. We can get back to some of the more impressive stuff later. Um, and. And I just want to, and I want to kick this off by saying uh, again, the first, one of the first things I saw today was that your movement in Horizon Call of the Mountain is Gorn style. You hold you hold a couple button button on each controller and you swing your arms to move. Like that's an option. It's an option, and that, and that is, but again, that is one of those things where it's like I, I feel like that being the default method, or that being some you know some of these people getting into VR today and not really being experienced with VR. It, it was just a weird way to present it. I would have said absolutely fucking have that analog support on uh, by default and say, by hey, default, th- there's yeah. another option here uh, if you really want to try this. Luckily, Tamar, uh, who talked about it uh, more than anybody else, I think, said he really enjoyed it and said he felt like he added to the immersion and gave him more control over his character than simple analog sticks, which I have a hard time believing, but it's good that he didn't have a negative reaction to it. He's the first person I've ever heard say that. Like nobody <laughs> likes arm swing movement, right? Like it's the it's the number one reason why I, I never play a, an awesome game like Sprint Vectors because I don't want to do that crap, man. Nobody does. So I mean, uh, okay, there are exceptions. I love Sprint Vector mm-hmm. and I love uh, Stride that you utilize that method. Um, but when they apply that to just every game, I'm like, please stop, please. I don't want to swing my arms for every game. Sprint Vector was fine for me because it's like a arcadey rollerblading game. You feel like you're getting all into it like this, yep. doing the T1000 run. Um, and then, you know, Stride is a parkour game. So for for those that you're like sprinting, it, it feels fine to me. But but when they but then Serbios, who actually kind of coined this method and they called it fluid locomotion, it was great at first. But then they started implementing <laughs> it into Creed, <laughs> into boxing games, into the Walking Dead game, and I'm just like, stop. Yep. So yeah, a first person adventure game, absolutely do not want that method. That is not a uh, fun method overall. Sorry, um, just trying to get caught up on some of these uh, comments here. Um, okay, so that, that that was one of the first things, and then then another thing. I, f- I feel like the first one of the first things I actually learned today 
uh, again, was about Call of the Mountain. Because, again, it was great hearing people's impressions, but it's another thing to actually learn about game mechanics or learn about things about the headset that you didn't know prior. Uh, and one of the things I learned today was that when you enter combat in Horizon, yeah, it's, it, it sort of changes what you're doing. You're no longer just running around freely. You're now seemingly locked to some circle uh, that goes around the enemies because uh, because the game thinks that all you care about doing is is dodging and attacking, uh, and so is it. I mean, did did that sound jarring to you guys? Did this make it seem like less of a cohesive game and more of a hey, this might be my first VR experience game. Uh, it's certainly concerning uh, for, for many reasons. First of all, you know. When you see one of these things, I'm, I'm sure diving in and fighting it isn't always going to be your first thing that you, you want to do. A lot of the time, you're going to want to stealth your way around it. So hopefully, this is something that's more uh, limited to, to bigger enemies and boss fights and not literally every machine that you encounter. It also makes you wonder, will you ever be facing more than one enemy at a time? I mean, if you're locked into one, you're locked into one, right? You can't really focus on anything else. So th- there are certainly questions there. Uh, but, uh, you know, as I was kind of digesting this, I had to keep reminding myself that there's so much more to this game than just combat. It's not really an action game. It's really more, honestly, and I know this is a bad word, it's more of a tech demo for what the new hardware can do. They integrate everything into it. Hear me out. They integrate everything in here with gameplay elements. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did learn today that this is going to be an 8 to 10 hour campaign it's not going to be super short or i heard three different ones i heard six hours seven hours eight and ten yeah i heard, I heard six to <laughs> seven so seven to eight and uh but that yeah. but that was uh let me just get this right here uh it was from the developers who said uh if you beeline it from start to finish it'll take uh here it is it was from Timor. Uh, he said, the developer said, if you beeline it from start to finish, it'll take you seven hours. And he goes, I don't think there's any way that anybody's going to finish it in seven hours because they're going to want to stop and explore and craft and take yeah. their time and, and really just take in the environment. Um, so, I mean, developers, yeah. however, the other problem with the statement is that developers tend to uh, maybe embellish the length of of games by a few hours sometimes up to 50 percent <laughs> several right so so this could be a four-hour game <laughs> if you beeline it um it's but i think i think we can all uh i mean at the very least sleep sound tonight knowing it's not going to be a 70 dollars game i'll be honest with you guys i read articles on this combat system for horizon uh i rode to vr ben lang over there had a great write-up on it uh i listened to different people talk about it and i still have no goddamn clue what it what it is like i don't understand what they're describing and they're like it sounds weird right and i'm like yes because i don't get it so i don't i don't understand what it is something about the ring like you said the circle being around it and then you you push forward to like dodge or, or you like throw your both your hands forward to like pull to like push back or something i don't even know how it works so i'll have to look at that a little bit more but um of all the things like yeah that was one of the small criticisms of uh of of horizon um but people generally thought that that was the most impressive game overall uh and yeah they did say it's a mix of exploration combat climbing there's a crafting system coming later uh this comes uh info comes from road to vr um that they did say it's like he said around uh seven hours with additional content planned um but 
but yeah, everything about that, and of course, you can't forget the the he- the haptics and the in the triggers and the feedback uh, and the headset. I think Bo forgot about that. <laughs> I think Bo. <laughs> yes. No comment. All right. A couple more tips here, guys. Uh, we got a uh, GB exclamation point with $5 tip. So remember, they said there are two things in Horizon, the intro for you and your family and the full game. True. So hopefully the uh, hopefully that boat ride is nice and long to add some minutes I'll, to I'll, the gameplay clock. I'll tell you what, man. I'll ben Lang is what. very – he is very critical on, on VR games and because he's typically looking at the technical side of it, right? Um, he, he is like kind of a gamer as well, but I've always like, whenever I've read his reviews, uh, he is very, very harsh on the technical aspect and the way that the technical, the technical stuff like affects the game and the game experience. And he was, he was pretty high up on this horizon game. So that was actually really surprising, uh, for me to, to see that because, um, he was just really, really impressed and, and him and, uh, I think to more, they mentioned, you know, the, the, the capacitive touch detectors, um, sensors, and they were talking about of, of all the games too, like horizon was probably the best when it comes to the little details. I mean, he was saying that there's pots and pans you can pick up that are just laying around and, um, that there's, there's a lot of objects to interact with. And, the, and there's also, it's, it's very physics based, uh, interactions, uh, systems is what he said. Um, stuff that's where Sir Ian, uh, found the little paintbrush to paint a penis in the cave. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I mean, it sounds VRAF, right? The, yes. From, from, right. from climbing and, and just like, uh, shimmying across like, a rope and, yeah. It's great. I mean, it's, it sounds like everything feels really tactile. The, the adaptive triggers are doing a great job of uh, of not only you know giving you uh, the feeling of grabbing onto rocks, but also the tension in the bow uh, when you're in combat. Um, it, it's it does seem like I, I agree with you, Wes. It does seem like Horizon is doing everything in its power to use everything uh, on the PSVR2 headset and the controllers to its fullest extent to really show people what, what it's capable of, whether it turns out to be a super long game or likely not. Um, so Mark Pringles, I'm sorry to keep talking. I'll let you, I'll get back to you guys in one second, but Mark Pringles points. He describes the combat really well. When you fight, it seems like when you're fighting a big boss fight or something, he says you're locked onto a ring rail mm-hmm. Where, so you can only go around it in a circle, but then you could like duck out of the way out of its attacks. Okay, thank you. I needed the explanation, so maybe that's why we explained it. it to you like ten minutes ago. But you know, it's it's okay, AJ. It's okay. I just it wasn't he, clicking until I read I, it from him. I know, I, I know. Listen, Mark. if the next time, I just need everybody in the chat to transcribe everything that Wes and I are saying, and then put it into the chat so that AJ knows what I we tried, said. Man, I read articles <laughs> on it. I watched videos on it. I listened to you. It just wasn't computing until Mark Crazy. He just got the magic. The magic. Touch. I mean, who the fuck am I, man? I'm nobody. You don't need to fucking listen to me. I'm just hanging out. Uh, we got a couple more tips. Arian with the uh, 35 cubic zirconia says, "Would there be any disadvantages to using a wireless headset, such as a uh, Pulse 3D headset?" One of the videos confirmed that you could use it wirelessly. I don't. I can't think of a, a disadvantage, right? Well, with the original PSVR, they told you not to do that because the 3D audio in some parts was processed through the uh, through the box, right? The black okay. box. Well, we don't have that here. So I got to imagine that it probably wouldn't matter. Excellent. Joey VR with the $2 tip says, I'll listen tomorrow. Have a great show. Thank you very much. And thank you for the support over on Twitter, uh, Joey. Much appreciated. Uh, 
Arian, Arian's a tip master today, with uh, another 35 Cubic Zirconian says, the initial PSVR 1 demos had many local multiplayer games, uh, in other words, like Playroom. Uh, I haven't seen any family-friendly local multiplayer games yet. Still coming? Well, that's a good question. Can't think of any. There's a lot of stuff head. we haven't seen yet, right? right? I, I would, I would say we're we're just now starting to really see anything. So I, I would imagine so. I mean, Sony always kind of drives this family-friendly gaming uh, ecosystem at you. I got to imagine this wouldn't be any different. Yeah, agreed. They they've got to make use of the social screen for for something. Like otherwise, why are you displaying it on a television? I don't know. They think that's important. I think it, it kind of is too. Uh, so. Uh, I think that is that all the tips. That's all the I mean, tips. They, they they are they've definitely gone the opposite direction. All the launch games so far, are fucking terrifying looking. <laughs> they're, they're going hardcore with this, and I love it. I think that's a good understanding of the PlayStation uh, player base. Like we've always liked, like you know, kind of hardcore games and stuff. And I, I'm so looking forward to. I'm sure there's going to be some more family friendly games as well. But the headset's not even for use under kids of like 12 so that's usually the demographic true. that and under where you find those uh more children's games true but kids 12 and under can be sitting on a couch while somebody in the room who is of age is playing right and then that way it's not this solitary experience that vr claims uh or at least gets complaints of being uh vr is not a solitary experience it brings people together but it does it can isolate you from people that are living in your house with you um and so this could be a device that would you know that not only connects you with people from the outside world but reconnects you with people inside your house as well that should be on the box we've only we've only seen one first party title so far everything yes. else is cross-platform or a port yeah so again we don't know anything yet really with regards to games right that's the that's probably the thing that it has me most excited. I mean, you know, I love indie games. I love, um, you know, smaller studio titles and everything. Um, cause that's where you get a lot of that innovation from, but the first party titles that are going to be coming, that could potentially come to this platform. That is really like the next level thing for me. Um, and yeah, we've, there's supposed to be over 20 games at launch and we haven't even seen 10 yet. I don't think. Ten at most, officially announced. Yeah, it's been. It's, it's, so go ahead, Wes. Seven or eight. I'm just gonna say we've seen seven or eight. I think, right? I mean, it it depends, right? I think like, eight. Is it, when, are we talking about games that from Sony themselves officially, have been like, yes. hey, these are coming to the headset that we're about to release? Because yeah, in that case, it's like seven or eight. But if you just listen to all the developers out there who who have set, tweeted with the hashtag PSVR two or said that they're coming to PSVR two, I mean, we've got a list over on our Discord of every game that has confirmed by the developers at least, uh, and then another handful of rumored games. And I think we must be past we're up to like forty ish, forty five games uh, confirmed for PSVR two by the developers who are making games for it. Um, so we'll see how many of those seven, pan out. It's seven, I think, if you count what Sony has announced, but it's eight because I like to count Ghostbusters VR. Are we counting Resident <laughs> Evil 4 with the mysterious includes PSVR yes, 2 content? There is, I do. There's definitely content and development, and they just screwed up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's been interesting. Be Tribble in the chat. What's up, man? It's been a long time since you've done God's work, but I've never forgotten all the God's work that you've done, my friend. He says, did any of the videos talk about the Fresnel lens? Uh, 
which I learned over the past few years how to pronounce. Uh, I'm holding <laughs> out hope that these don't cause an issue, but it still worries me. I don't think we have anything to worry about B-Triple-A because everybody who tried it out didn't even mention any god rays or any problems uh, with typical Fresnel lens issues. And also, Sony has a patent out there uh, from their own of their own Fresnel lenses that is supposed to alleviate these problems. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't think we're, I think I just, I think it's a non-issue. They were mentioned once or twice, but that there were no Perfect. God rays, that there were, that, that it was a non-issue for sure. Can confirm. Yeah. I, I heard people mention the, the lenses, uh, that they were Fresnel lenses. I never heard anyone mention God rays. Specifically, this is one of the big questions I had coming out of today's coverage. Uh, I had intentions on reaching out to a, a couple of people who have tried it out to ask specifically about this, uh, but unfortunately, none of them follow me, so I can't. I can't. So uh, that's on you guys, not on me. So I, I, I see. I think we could talk endlessly about about how everybody was so excited today, and, and so I, I hope I don't. I hope it doesn't seem like I keep trying to bring the conversation down, but it's it's always the things that people bring up that you don't expect. It's always the criticisms where you go, oh, that's interesting, right? Because it, it separates some of these videos from the other videos. Um, and, uh, and so one of them, one of them, here we go. Let me just bring this up real quick. Here we go. This is called, I finally tried the PlayStation VR 2. This is from The Verge. Uh, and it was uh, Victoria. I thought today was our healing day, Brian. <laughs> hey, man, when have we ever given Sony a free pass on anything? <laughs> right? This is this is what we do. Fucking brutal till the end, right? PSVR 2 is going to come out and be like 3 out of 10. No Bioshock. I don't, I don't think so. Not enough Bioshock. Uh, Victoria Song at Verge. Uh, this is the video that I'm playing right now. Um, she's the only person to report on... This is, this is a quote. This is what she said. A textured layer between you and the game. You can still see clearly, but everything's hazy around the edges. And then she follows it up with, don't worry, trust me, I was like plenty immersed. But it was something she noticed. Um, and she said, anybody who's played VR before knows what I'm talking about. But it actually, the funny thing is, is I don't think that she's talking about a, a typical VR thing. Is she possibly referencing an effective foveated rendering where it's super clear right here where you're looking and then everything in your peripheral is kind of on the blurry side. I think what she was talking about is, is what a lot of people refer to as Mira M R U A. Yeah. Uh, and when you hear people um, who are, or, or back then I should say, you don't hear people talk about it a lot anymore, but back in the day when, when PC VR gamers would try out PSVR, some of them would complain about this mirror effect. And you can notice it if in like um, in between scenes where the screen goes all black and you can still kind of see a little a little pattern. Mm -hmm. I think that's what she's talking about. Uh, it was never really a problem for me, but some people are really sensitive to it. So I wouldn't be worried about it unless it's something that's already uh, bothering you. And then in that case, it seems like it may still be around. So you're basically saying if, if it didn't bother you on PSVR 1, it's certainly not going to bother you on PSVR 2. It's an effect of, of, of having OLED panels. None of them are perfect. They're all kind of uh, unique, and some are better than others. Uh, but, yeah, if it didn't bother you the first time, it's likely not going to bother you this time. And, and I know that for a long time people were saying that Murr was the, the technical term for screen door effect, but that's actually not true, right? 
No, it's a different thing. It's a, it's a kind of a, a pattern on the surface of the uh, display itself that, that's just a, a manufacturing thing that, 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 that it comes out with. There's no way to not have it. Uh, they typically, you know, in high-end, like super high-end products, they'll bend these things out and, and like, test them. And the ones that have less of it will, will go to a higher-end, more expensive product. But in something like this that's mass-produced for consumers, they just kind of cut them and let them go and let the chips fall where they may. Nice, because obviously, yeah, screen door effect won't be an issue because simply because of the resolution. Um, re- resolution on PSVR this- 1 was obviously a little bit lower, and you kind of see between the pixels. So, all right, good to kind of clarify that a little bit. Yeah, I know there is a little bit of an effect that some people say is because of OLED screens. Like you get that, like they don't care because you get that so much better contrast. You get like really like black blacks and um, more colors and everything. But there is like supposedly a little bit of a weird effect sometimes by having an OLED screen. But basically all of them just said like I'd take that over like LED all day. Yeah, Yeah. and I do want to point out Adrenaline is brown in the chat. I said, what about ghosting? Um, the only people that seem to be talking about ghosting is uh, is upload, and uh, so I, I, I you know, I, I don't have anyone left at upload that I trust anymore, and so uh, everybody that I do trust said great things, and no one mentioned ghosting today. So I think we can probably uh, chalk that up to inexperience. Yeah, I said that's it. another I, thing. <laughs> that's another thing, like the Mira. Uh, another thing that PC VR uh, players. Some of them would complain about with PSVR because it does upscale. Uh, but again, if this something, if this is something that you're sensitive to already, may still be a problem, uh, apparently. But this is something that they certainly could work on with software. They could run, you know, at 90 instead of, uh, you know, upscaling 60 to 120 and, and, and do away with this, most likely in a lot of these situations. So I, w- I wouldn't be too concerned about it. Oh, actually, uh, Ben Lang from Road to VR, he does mention the Mira a little bit um, as well. and But he says uh, Mira is often worse on OLED displays, um, such as the one in PSVR 2, than LCD. But for that downside, you get the benefit of much better contrast, which brings rich darks and deep colors. Yeah, which which is something that uh, VR Oasis pointed out today. Um he was saying he was saying the Saints and Sinners looks really dark thanks to OLED and something that he's not very he's not used to seeing in in VR, which was really uh, really. These are highly technical, always like you know they, these are not stuff things that probably the average user is going to even notice, but because you know they're very technical, it is useful information. But but yeah, it, it also. Um, ignites a lot of people to be like oh it's got this like because he said you know oh can't you see it like most people don't even notice this shit and and that's why they're like they mention it but they kind of just move on yeah and and that's actually sorry go ahead Wes. this is dan Kiefer says i ain't afraid of no ghosts and i'm down with that too i'm afraid (laughs) yeah i'm not either i I think i I think the great thing is uh the reason one of the many reasons i liked ian hickton's coverage more than a lot of other people's is because he said you know there's a lot of technical jargon that you can get into and start comparing this thing to that thing or whatever but it comes down to your user experience comes down to when you're playing the game what do you feel what do you experience what do you see what it what and 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 i just don't think that uh and i just don't think that uh, a lot of these things are going to be things i even uh, I even notice, right? Because even uh, even on the quest, it's like, yeah, I've seen God rays before, 
uh, but I've never understood the the outrage about God rays, right? I, I've never I've never been so distracted by them or bothered by them that I was like, well, I can't fucking play this thing, right? So uh, so it it really does depend on each person, uh, and, and it almost means the technical stuff means almost nothing when it's going to affect one player and not affect another player. Uh, so it's, it, you know, so even, even when we finally get our hands on this headset and we tell you, Oh, it looks amazing. There's no God reason. There's no this, and there's no ghosting. And there's a, some people are going to go, no, there's totally ghosting. We're like, okay. Well, cause you're, you're sensitive to those things and I'm not, or vice versa. I'll, I'll complain about something and you won't. Uh, so that, that's, that's sort of the reason I enjoyed Ian's, uh, Ian's conversation about it so much because he kind of focused on like, hey, I'm a fucking gamer and I love games. Let's not get bogged down with technical stuff. Well, for for the record, I hate God rays, and, but <laughs> what you're saying is correct. Like uh, the 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 Fresnel lenses in the Quest headsets are much better and more refined than the ones in the early days on Rift and Vive. The the God rays were horrible on those, and you know. Me, as, as someone who was a PSVR gamer, who spent thousands of dollars to expand into PCVR, I was incredibly let down at the beginning of my experience with PCVR, because, largely because of God Rays. Uh, so, yeah, you're right, they've come a long way since then, and I, I would give Sony the benefit of the doubt here, especially since no one's mentioning it after the after these demos yeah if you're paying thousands and thousands of dollars for the best you know equipment exp- like stuff you can for every last technical detail um then yeah you'd ex- you'd expect it to be flawless yeah uh, this- it, it was it was a big letdown like i literally the fact that when, when i realized fallout 4 wasn't coming to psvr <laughs> that's that's when i made my decision i'm still not and convinced I, I'm, I, <laughs> yeah, i know i know you're not uh, but uh <sighs> I wouldn't say I regret it, but I, I got to say I was really underwhelmed when I first moved over to PC. Um, I will say, Brian, you were talking about The Verge. Uh, she mentioned something that I don't know if anybody caught. Now, I'm pretty sure this was a uh, maybe an oopsie, but she actually uh, said that Horizon Call of the Mountain is planned to be a launch title. I mean, she said it like it was confirmed that it's going to be a launch title. That's something we speculated about. That's something we assumed, or at least I assumed that it would be. A, so it's like, well, yeah, that would make sense. But other people were specifically saying they wouldn't comment on that. And she's like, oh, yeah, this is their planned launch title. Uh, as if uh, it was, you know, right. kind of like maybe a developer told her that well, what it, by accident. Yeah, the, the impression that I got was that these guys were actually amazing at uh, not Get revealing any more information than they were supposed to, uh, and so I feel like she probably went in there being like, "Oh yeah, this is a launch title. You know, I'm going to play that Horizon launch title," and then just didn't actually fact check. Um, it very well could be, but at the same time, it's like I, I think too many people are right. assuming it is, and Sony hasn't. She might be one of those people. I, I'd, I'd venture to guess that is the case more than she accidentally leaked something she shouldn't have said. Uh, yep. Old old Darth of PSVR two gaming hound dog. Whoof. I don't know if I like that. With the Canadian $2 tip, uh, it says, surprise, no mention of HDR. Our game's not using it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. And, and this again, this could just be an opinion. This could be the same thing as things that affect me more than other people or less than other people. But isn't HDR one of those things that really, like, when you switch from it being on and off, like, you know, on the fly and you see it side by side, you go, oh, yeah, look how much better, better HDR makes stuff. But if it's just on and no one's talking about it, is everyone going to be like, oh, my God, the HDR and this is amazing? The, the one giveaway uh, with whether or not you're playing a game that supports HDR is the calibration at the front. You always have to calibrate an HDR game into your 
specific screen. And I got to imagine that in a demo situation like this, that that stuff would have already been done mm. uh, before the people put the headset on. Yeah, I think uh, the other, the only real thing you could have expected to have an effect here is that it maybe increased the color range a little bit. Right. Um, I think that's the most of what would have had an effect here. <sighs> so with that OLED, though, you know, it's even even some of the the not true native HDR, um, even some of the some of the other versions of it actually do uh, improve the quality. Though it is nice, guys. I don't want to move on from Thank this. If, uh, are there are there other uh, were there other things that uh, that shocked you today? Other things that you were impressed with? Uh, other other coverage? Anything about anyone's coverage that you were happy to see? I just want to point out that Dan Kiefer asks, uh, is the air vent amazing because I need it to be? <laughs> uh, I did hear one person, uh, at least one person mention it as uh, a big plus. So, uh, you know, score one for the, uh, the air vent, the revolutionary air vent. <laughs> I loved hearing about the games, man. That's what I care about the most yeah. are the games. I mean, I, I love the technical aspects of the, of the PSVR. You know, there's, there's a couple things that, that people really, stood out uh or things that people said that stood out the most to me first was graphical fidelity then they talked about the headset haptics and the feedback then they talked about the ergonomics the comfort and everything um but the games man are where it's at for me and seems like people got their hands on some pretty badass even though they were short demos they were also using prototype headsets that could they everyone i think said a disclaimer over and over that this headset could still uh change from now and until launch um, but I love the info dump on the games, getting to know, you know, of course, it's even just watching it. Um, this is what I loved about Ian's coverage uh, the most for was he went really in depth about all the games. And, um, you know, watching a f of, of somebody playing VR, it, it doesn't always convey what that person is feeling because VR gaming is a lot about what you're feeling. So hearing him describe it. I mean, I didn't even have to look at the footage. I could just listen to what he was saying and completely understood what he was talking about, what he was feeling. Um, and I loved what I heard about the games. And, and yeah, I'm really, really excited. I hope these are all uh, launch titles. You'd think that the, since they're being demoed so uh, right now that, I mean, uh, a lot of people believe that Horizon game, I mean, it seems like it is it is very polished. So it's got to be at a later stage uh, in development. Um, but yeah, great info on the games horizon being uh, seven to 10 hours, maybe seven hours, additional content, yeah. something like that. Uh, the quality being compared to like high uh, gaming PCs, the adaptive triggers um, where uh, got got some love today. Uh, this was uh, finally got me a little bit of interest in the star Wars game um, because there, a lot of people mentioned in that Star Wars demo that they would use they were using different guns, different tools, and each one had a different adaptive trigger setting. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of the big takeaway from the Star Wars thing is that uh, all the weapons feel different. Uh, and, I mean, besides the fact that it looks so much better uh, on PSVR two right. than it looked on Quest. Uh, but that, that was the big takeaway from that one is that even though it is kind of a linear experience, it is a Quest port after all. Uh, the, the the weapon handling and the way they all felt was kind of different. Uh, as far as what's got my excitement level up, this is the same thing that I've been excited about since June. 
you're going to be able to feel that chainsaw cut through the bone <laughs> thanks to these haptics. And uh, I just, I can't wait for that. Saints and Sinners, yeah. The, I loved hearing about the physics-based interactions. I think that is incredibly important. That is like one of the big things that needs to evolve and be common in, in uh, next-gen games. For them to feel next-gen, they got to have a lot of physics-based interactions and a lot of interactions. Uh, and that's just the gimmick uh, surrounding the entire game, you know? Um, so there's a, there's a lot of work for developers to do out there, but... Um, you know, I'm really looking forward to playing them and, and supporting them. Yeah, one of the things I loved hearing was that, uh, and and I know maybe not everyone experiences the same problem, um, but uh, ta- again, I think it was Mike from VR Oasis. I, I put my notes away. Um, talking about two-handed weapons, having one controller in front of the other uh, on PlayStation VR one, uh, the light tracking would be. Is it occluded? Is that when when one thing goes in front of another and you can't see? Uh, so the tracking, the camera couldn't track one behind the other. Shockingly, same thing happens with inside-out tracking, or maybe not shockingly, just because the tracking's coming from the other side, the headset can't see the other controller in front of the controller. He said that it didn't seem to be a problem uh, and that he didn't lose any tracking when doing that. So I know a lot of people were worried about, hey, these these cameras, you know, they, they're in kind of the same place as my Quest 2, and my Quest 2 has tracking problems. Is this going to be an issue, Right. Uh, and it appears like it appears as if there's they're not an issue. I know I know that somebody might have mentioned uh, an occasional hiccup in tracking, uh, but that certainly wasn't the message that we got today. Uh, that that we should For be the concerned. Part, I think that it was the Heaney dude that was like, he's like, well, I I lost tracking when looking up at my giant spotlight or something. <laughs> like, well, duh. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm glad you mentioned um, that, Brian, because this is a big so question. Uh, a big question answered, and it was Mike from VR Oasis that, that really nice. tried it out. Uh, th- this is more, it's not just a question about camera placement, but the software. And, you know, a lot of people um, t- kind of take for granted that because Oculus has kind of nailed the inside-out tracking that everyone is just going to be able to get it now. And uh, that's not a given, and it has been a question. You know, we've all had faith that Sony's going to be able to, to do it well. They are Sony, after all. But uh, Mike put it through the paces, and what he was testing is called controller occlusion, where the cameras kind of line up with the, the controllers, and you lose you, you lose the, the, the far controller. Uh, the cameras lose sight of it. The way they correct that is through AI prediction in the software, and apparently uh, Sony nailed it uh, when he tested that out. That makes sense. That reminds me of Iron Man VR. That game had incredible tracking. I mean, you could put your hands behind your back, and they said they programmed an algorithm that would, like, Continue, they would be like a continuation uh, of where you were moving. Uh, it was really impressive. This is kind of rare to see, but yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So we have. This is why I always. Sorry. I'm sorry. This is why I always recommend when people are playing Firewall or Farpoint or something that instead of facing your camera directly, just knock it off five or ten degrees to the side, mm-hmm. so yeah. you don't have this occlusion problem. Yeah, um, yeah. I think yeah. the Gun Club. I don't know if this was a an officially recommended thing that they said to do. Um, I think, that, I think it was even an option in the main menu that allowed you to turn 90 degrees uh, and, and and play gun club uh, with your camera yeah. facing your side. Um, and that was, and then they allowed you to play it that way, uh, which was pretty cool. But again, having to work around hardware is never fun. Uh, guys, uh, it's probably time to start wrapping this up a little bit, but uh, I will say that today was super exciting. I, I, you know, I woke up and was like, just, 
forward. I've, I've never seen this much PlayStation VR 2 coverage all at once from so many different directions. And it was just absolutely fascinating to see everybody's take and to see uh, and, to, and to kind of get a better feel. I, I don't step outside of our little without parole bubble very often. Uh, and so I don't have a good feel for other you know VR YouTubers or video game journalists or anything like that. And it was kind of nice to see some people that I was either familiar with or not familiar with, or had only heard the name of, um, like I, I've never really watched Mike on VR, VR Oasis. And I was really pleasantly surprised by his content today. I thought, I thought he did a fantastic job. Uh, and so today was really exciting for me for like all sorts of reasons. Um, and I, and despite the fact that obviously I've been excited about PlayStation VR 2 launch and horizon and everything else, I think today strangely made me more excited for village than anything else. Uh, somehow just seeing, you know, with, with Ian Higton basically saying, uh, this is, this game looks better in VR than it does on PlayStation five, which is something that was on the Capcom website. Right. But it's like, again, who trusts developers? No one, <laughs> um, fucking liars. No, it was just nice for them. Nice to hear somebody go. Yeah, this thing looks amazing. Like it looks, it looks crisp and clear. It looks like you're playing scale. the game inside. Scale looks amazing. Lady D. I know Vader will be happy to hear that big booba's fucking bigger than ever <laughs> <laughs> same with the merchant with like pile yeah yeah and just and, and and literally even though everybody was using b-roll today uh approved by sony or, or the different publishers there you can almost tell like when you're walking when you can see when you're walking uh through whatever castle it is i haven't played it because i've been waiting for the vr version sorry so sorry i don't know the lore um but he walks walks into like this kind of main room and there's this giant chandelier that you know gradually comes into view and it's just you can kind of get that sense of this is gonna be beautiful in the headset like i just yes. i, I kind of get a feeling from that you walk out of these dark caves and into like this brightly lit um snowy area in front of the castle and it's just like and so you go from this these cramped quarters that's dark to bright and wide open space and you just i i think you're going to be able to just feel that and feel it better than we ever had before in vr and so these were all the impressions i got today wildly excited for psvr2 probably more than i ever have been feels like we're almost there is that similar to to to, to your experience today guys yeah definitely especially with village i, I concur i wouldn't say that, that that it's the thing i'm most excited about honestly i'm excited about all of these games that they showed off today but uh yeah i, I get what you're saying with, with uh with village you know having some experience in the game in vr mm. uh the, the the diversity and detail in these environments are really spectacular and i can only imagine how much better it's going to be in this headset when i first played Resident Evil 7 in VR, I spent hours just doing stuff like peering into the holes in the wall just because I was so blown away with how uh, detailed the environments were. And it's it's next level in this game, as it should be, being a, you know, a next-gen game. Uh, I don't think it's going to disappoint, uh, and my hype level is as high as it possibly could be for it. <clears throat> yeah, like I said before, this today felt like the first day of the next-gen like, it's finally here. You know, you were kind of leading up to this, Brian, yesterday. It wasn't exactly the the big ceremoniously, like, cutting the ribbon, uh, you know, beginning start to this. Yeah. But today was that was that start. And, um, you know, you had said it. You were kind of just one day premature <laughs> as far as uh, – yeah. but, but I totally agree That's... with you. I think you're absolutely right that 
it feels like today moving on forward like we're start we're entering next gen now like the time is now it's time to get excited there's going to be tons and tons of games that look amazing triple a games to indies um and you know i was missing a little bit of no man's sky today uh, and, uh, and uh, some firewall, but but other than that, like really, really excited uh, about you know the future of where this platform is going. Um, yeah, I was gonna say something, but then I forgot. Uh, yeah, do your mind. Do huh? you? No, actually, I, I just kind of, I kind of <laughs> fell asleep as soon as you started talking about No Man's Sky. Um, there was uh, is is actually the thing I wanted to say was this, and that's man. We criticize Sony's marketing, and the fact is is that the if the embargo for all of these all this different coverage had lifted yesterday morning, and then and then and then yesterday's state of play came on the heels of that, right? Uh, or the embargo lifted immediately after state of play last night. There were so many different ways they could have handled this to to kind of make yesterday more exciting. If if they if they had just moved the embargo for all of this up one day or back one day, whatever you call it, to, to so that yesterday morning we started with everyone ranting and raving about how amazing PSVR two is and about oh we played this game and that game and this game and whatever, and then and then at state of play they showed off a couple more trailers. We would have been like, what a great day for PSVR two. Not only are we getting rave reviews from from the hardware and from people who know what they're talking about, but on top of that, look, we're getting we're, we're getting games. Uh, that we missed out on on PSVR one, it, it seems like this. It would just be like this bonus on top of everything, instead of right. being like, "This is all you got for us." And, and, yeah. and the fact that they that all it took was a few hours of, of difference in an embargo to make us go to make us be extremely disappointed yesterday. It, it, it I just feel like it's like a little bit more thought could have gone into this, and uh, and, it, and it could have been revealed so much better. Um, but that said, here we are. It's all been revealed. And, uh, and and I think it's uh, and, and I think they're on a good track. It feels like the promotional period is now officially kicked off, and you know I hate to say the same thing we've already said at ten times during the last six months. Uh, it feels like the drought's over now, right? The dam has broken. We're going to hear more a lot more frequently going forward. We hope. Yeah. I, I don't think so. I think they're still gonna slow trickle us to death <laughs> until we still get. We still uh, have only six the strong months. will survive. We have six only the strong months. will survive. So get ready. Yeah. Hit yourself. Get psyched up because you're gonna need that power and that strength <laughs> to get through this yep. together. But we're gonna get there together. <laughs> we have six months, and I would say, and, and at this point, I would venture to guess that we probably got a month to wait before we see anything else substantial. I, I think Sony's still got a showcase in the works. I think they have a PSVR, a dedicated PSVR two showcase in the work, whether it be a showcase or an event or whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah, I think they have a showcase too in the PS blog. <laughs> and then, but in, because I think that they need to have an event when they uh, allow pre-orders to go live. I think they have to finish showing us what's available at launch, you know, start showing us a lot more of the launch titles and then, and, and then just kind of drive the point home. This is what you're going to get. It's top of the line. Here's the price release date. It's available. <sighs> go get your pre-order. If the goal is to sell headsets, then yeah, that'd probably be a good idea. Even even after today, I'm being still, nice. I'm being still, nice. I don't. I'm I don't think nice. you are. <laughs> even after I say, I say we don't let this Sony is, get away with anything. You don't even let Sony get away with good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love it, man. Like I said, the product always delivers, and that's what matters most. <laughs> Nice. All right, you guys, we're running along. I think it's time for a game of PSVR twenty questions, and I think it's only appropriate since AJ and I are both on the show today uh, that we both go under the needle or in front of the firing squad or 
Huh? Uh, in, front, <laughs> in front of the big sex machine? I don't know, man. But, Wes, <laughs> that means you're going to be the host today. Do you have a game picked out for PSVR 20 questions? I do, Brian. Oh, I'm so scared. Is this hard mode? That's not a question. Uh, I wouldn't consider it hard mode. Um, no, I mean, it's not super obscure, no. All right. Guys, we're going to need all the help we can out there in the chat. The chatosphere. The catosphere. Oh, I like that. Um, we're going to implement that next week. Uh, guys, help us out. Ask some good questions uh, for us. Uh, give us good game recommendations based on the questions. We've only got six minutes to get this right. On our mark, get set, go. AJ, kick it is off. Is it a puzzle game? There we go. It is not a puzzle game. Uh, Good. Is what you're doing in this game mostly shooting? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're pretty much constantly shooting. All right. Are there zombies in this game? Not to my knowledge, no. Not to my knowledge. Oh. Is it a... No, no, no. There are not zombies. I'm pretty confident there's not any zombies. You're mostly shooting, but are you... Are you shooting and walking? Do you have full locomotion? You, you can move around uh, pretty much everywhere where you would want to. I, I wouldn't classify it as, as walking, but it's smooth movement around AJ, the area. I think I, I think it's blood and truth. You think it's blood and truth already? No, no, that's 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 node based teleport, friend. That you, yeah, you certainly have. I thought that's what you were describing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, more freedom. Than, you sound like he's some. Yeah. Uh, is this a, a is this a a wave shooter? Technically, yes. Yeah, I would say that it's a wave shooter, but it's a. It is a, you would you wouldn't call it a wave shooter, but yeah, technically that's what it I was, is. I was going for space pirate trainer. Wait a minute, I'm kind of for some reason I just thought of the wizards. Are are you shooting guns in this game? Yes. Oh, you what a waste of a question. You're, you're a waste of a question. <laughs> we're, we're supposed to be a team. <laughs> Mostly guns. Mostly guns. Mostly guns. Ooh, Mostly oh, guns. Oh, okay. oh, oh, hold on a second. <laughs> Are there dinosaurs or robots in this? No. That's seven. Uh, has this developer made other PSVR games? Yes. Oh, that's helpful. Oh, right. oh, AJ, uh, Totally raw data. I was thinking raw data. No, you weren't. I, you're thinking it because I told you it was raw data. <laughs> no, I was just thinking hey, raw hey, data. Hey, hey, we're a team. <laughs> Jay, now, the $2 tip says, how the fuck did they expect me to wait five or six months? I don't know, man. I'm just going to forget your tip. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, your question. They expect you to do it because you've waited three or four years, dog. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> is it made by Servius? No. Not Ooh. Made by Servius. Dude, what a waste of a question. I knew it was too easy. Too easy. <laughs> Um, oh crap. Okay, let's think of other. Studio. We've got shooting, and they've made other games, and like kind of a wave shooter. We're not on a good start here. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of developers like, who've made even like wave shooters and made other things. For, for, I will reiterate that if you were to look at this game, and, and, and it's not what you would call a typical wave shooter. You, it's technically a wave shooter. But it isn't what you would call a typical. Sounds like raw data. That's why I thought raw data. (laughs) That's why my brain keeps going to raw data. All right. Um, Um, Okay. Is there tower defense? No. Okay. That that only eliminates raw data that we already eliminated. (laughs) That's ten. Yeah, I was was thinking Wraith, uh, Brax, bro. But the problem is is that you have some kind of movement, which you don't have any of in, in Wraith. 
Um, uh, do you use uh, shit? Um, I was going to say do you use move controllers, but I think we can consume that. Actually, does let's have, let's ask if this has aim Sci-fi? support because that'll that'll does it have aim support? No, no aim support. Does it have multiplayer? Ooh, good question. Team. No, eight. it's a single player game. <sighs> Crap. Not a good question. Is it based on a known IP? Thanks, old Darth. No, like he, a popular he's IP. about to AJ it's not, it. fr- it's not from a popular it. IP uh, it, it's I knew this day would come it's kind of an ode to a popular IP okay. Popular. okay so think of other think of games that, uh, VR games that have like kind of ripped off other games um, yeah. did, what did you say about full locomotion it's like no, you or... you're not walking around it at all. It's that's not what you're doing. You can is it a rail around... shooter. Technically, yes. I mean, you're you're not stuck on a rail, but it's it's, rail. it's 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 extremely linear. The path is is set for you. You can move. You have a little bit of movement. But Blue Jew, the underground game cat, elite name squad in the house, thinks that it's pistol whip. It's, right? it's not. No, it's not Archangel. It's not pistol whip because those offer zero freedom of movement. And Wes is saying you, right. you certainly have some, even if it's limited. Um, Crisis right. Brigade can't be because, again, shooting. How much time we got left? Uh, a minute. A minute and fifteen seconds. Okay. Okay. Come on. Um. Some. Uh, are there are there any uh, are you in any kind of vehicle uh, or, or machine in this game? You are okay. Okay, now we're on to something. There's no multiplayer. It's not Battlezone. I, I like the Polybius. Is it um? Is it a trippy game? No, it's not trippy. Damn. Is it? Uh, you're shooting stuff, so it's not like a driving game. Um. I was thinking DWVR. Shoot. Awesome Tatum knows a lot about it. Dude, we're running out of time. We have 30 seconds. Uh, are you in a mech? No. Okay, no mech. mech. No mech. Get that out of my, your head, Brian. That's 17. You... Let's figure out what you're in. We got, 10, we got 15 seconds. Let's figure out what we're in. Um, are, you in, are you in a regular vehicle, like a car or a truck or something like that? You're not in a car or a truck. Ah, airplane? We didn't get it. You are in. You are in an airplane. What is it? That's nineteen. Oh shit! Oh, shit. Um, we get one guess. I, did we ever ask sci-fi? Shooting? We, no we multiplayer. Have, we have one guess. We have one guess. We have one Dude, guess is it, here. Is it's, it? Ace, we know it's in an. Is it Ace Combat? It is not. Ah, no, Ace Combat. I, I figured it wasn't. The game. Yeah. Well, first of all, Ace Combat is from a popular IP. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, it's a playing game that's a that's a real shooter that's an ode to a popular IP, but not from one. It's from a it's from a developer that has done other PSVR games. The game is 1976. Oh my god! Back to Midway. That's insane. Dang! Wow. I'm just, I'm just looking through and seeing how I didn't how we didn't get this. Yeah, we should have gotten that. I freaking love that game. You didn't ask if it was first or third person. That would have been a big giveaway. That would have been, t- been a tough answer. You'd be like, sometimes. <laughs> I was going to actually ask right. if it's like retro-inspired. 
and the sometimes answer would have given it away though yeah probably probably that was a good one man that was a good one that's a good Uh, one and i and i don't i don't think i saw anyone in the chat say it before the time ran out um so but 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 we always appreciate your help everyone uh listen you guys thank you thank you so much for being here on this awesome uh wednesday it was such a great day for psvr2 hopefully we have a lot more days like this in the future uh again thank you to all the support out there got amazing emails and messages and dms and all sorts of crazy love today you guys are the fucking best uh thanks to jamie who puts this thing up on podcast services of your choice uh thank you to sci-fi game cat henry that puts all the timestamps into this sucker a couple hours after it goes live uh thank you to all of our moderators who work tirelessly to keep everything civil, not just over here, but over on Discord. So click the link in the description below. Join the Discord server. Uh, also, if you don't already subscribe to AJ at PSVR Underground, click the link in the description below to follow him, subscribe to his channel, watch his PSVR coverage. And if you happen to be more than just a PSVR gamer, Wes Dillon has you covered over there on Virtual Strangers with his friends. Uh, so click that link and subscribe to him. Spread the VR love around. Uh, Salvador, the $5 tip says, Brian, Barbarian equals the best Resident Evil movie. I don't, I don't, I don't know where you're getting Same. that from, but, uh, but I loved Barbarian. I, I enjoyed that. It was my first movie going experience in a while. Um, it was great. Uh, thanks to everybody who hung out. Thanks to everybody who watched Joe. Thank you everybody who hung out in the chat. Thanks to everybody who tipped. Thanks to everybody who supports us on patreon.com slash without pro games. And thank you, of course, to everybody who sat back and watched the show. Didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there and we love you just as much. Oh no. I don't have to cue the cat just because you're here, AJ, do I? No, no. We, we save you guys save that for Mondays. We just... Okay, we'll save it for Mondays. All right, we'll save it for Mondays. <laughs> we'll see you guys on Friday. Powering down. Oops, I pushed the button. There it is. How's tired? It's got Jessica Pisa here as well. Keep me mighty. It's everyone. Ninja Cat, what's up? All right. So the rest of us wondering. Keep me Jesse J, the Terror Rage Game Cat. Dark Angel, so good to see you. Blue Jew, the Underground Game Cat. Go. Hector Robles, the Footbound Brother Game Cat. Old Darth. Love you guys. See you again Monday. I'll keep the cat next time. I, I love that you were whispering it like you like Wes and I weren't going to hear you like it was some sort of secret from us. So. You saw nothing. <laughs> you saw nothing. Did I? Did AJ say something? No, no. no. I, mean, I actually muted him that entire time, um, just because I knew he was going to do something fishy. <laughs> All right, you guys, let's get out of here. Good night, everybody. We love you. Bye bye.